the thing that we think we want, you know, might not always be the thing that we actually need or is good for us. Join Edwin Frondozo on the Business Leadership Podcast every week for a unique program featuring insights and actionable items from the world's most successful business leaders. Hear firsthand the exclusive interviews and personal journeys on how today's transformational leaders made it to the top. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, biz leader. Thank you for taking the time to join me today. And on today's episode of the Business Leadership Podcast, I share the conversation that I had with a very good friend of mine, Melody Sadka. She is a human behavior enthusiast, helping overwhelmed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and creators who are overcommitted and distracted. As a TEDx speaker, award-winning business professor, speaker, and podcaster, Melanie continues to reach worldwide audiences with her research in capacity management, hustle culture, and burnout. Her research and tools have helped tens of thousands in managing their personal capacity while staying out of burnout and doing more of what they love. We discuss how multitasking is eroding our capacity, why anchoring yourself to accountability is important, and the magic rule of three. This episode is brought to you by Slingshot Communications, the business leader's preferred cloud phone service. But without further ado, here we go. Welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast, Melanie. Hey, Edwin. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm doing great. I'm doing awesome. I'm super excited, super pumped to have you back on the show. I know our first time, we actually did a live episode. I don't know, this is many years ago before Clubhouse, and uh, you were nice enough to join me and collaborate with me at that time. So I'm super pumped to have you come back and really dig deep into what you're up to, your what <laughs> your world, and also get an update. But I guess, Mel- Melanie, can we just start off by introducing yourself to our listeners today? Tell us who you are and what you like to do when you're not leading or growing businesses. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, thanks for having me back. I, I do remember our first time and uh, it was interesting. I was sitting in my my office and I was like, oh, what is that? Like, how are we going to do this live thing, right? It was still still newer. And uh, anyways, it was great. But um, yeah, I'm Melanie Sadka, like vodka with an S. And, um, you know, I, I do wear many different hats. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a business professor and I'm also an entrepreneur, a business owner, and the business is called Capacity Creator Corporation. And um, I'm also, I love helping students and businesses really take a look at their business models. I, like, I geek out on that stuff. You know, this, the strategizers business model canvas is like the holy grail for really making sure that you have a good foundation. So I love to, to dive into that. Um, and talking to people like this is, this is one of my favorite things to do is, is podcast too, because you're, we're researching and we're engaging in conversation that we wouldn't normally have. Um, and so I love to keep, keep this fresh and, and keep talking to different people. So yeah, we're here. It's exciting. Well, well, you, you are 
a podcaster and uh, yes. it's one of my favorite interviews. I mean, I, I love all my interviews and, and I'm sure you, you, you're like this as well, but I find when I have other fellow podcasters on, it's just a different type of flow and energy, I think, because we understand the medium yes. or at least a, a practitioner of the medium, mm. right? Where yes. we are leveraging the power of our voice and our communications to to really bring out um, things because I mean you're you're a seasoned speaker so you understand the energy and the flow when you're in front of people but podcast is a whole new medium still and people don't realize and understand the practice it takes to to really do it so I, I'm really excited and I, shout out to your podcast it's uh, uh-huh. Hustle Hip- Hypocrisy right? Yeah Hustle Hypocrisy thank you. <laughs> yeah no problem well we'll definitely put a link to it and make sure, sure if you're listening to, to subscribe comment um, check out Melanie's podcast. It's amazing. Thank um, you. What I'm what I'm really geeking out about Melanie, and I, t- I I sort of mentioned this at the beginning before we press record, is is really being productive and creating mm. flow. And someone like yourself, who mentioned in your intro that you have so many things on the plate. You're an entrepreneur. You're a mother. You're a professor. Um, you know, and you're also producing and creating at a very high level but you know what do you say to someone who is i guess struggling struggling as a self-proclaimed great multitasker (laughs) well if you haven't seen the ted talk um i did a ted talk on how distraction is eroding our capacity and so many of us are self-proclaimed you know amazing multitaskers and i think a a lot of us grew up uh especially if you're like gen y Gen X, you grew up um, having to multitask and, you know, the the better you were, the more you can get done, you know, in less time, um, you know, the the more successful you were or you were deemed successful. And so I definitely, you know, I'm going to even go against my own, you know, what I, what I talk about, but I research it because I actually thrive in a multitasking uh, type of flow. And I know that's an oxymoron. Multitasking flow, I know they don't belong together, but it's the way my brain is wired. I think it's the way that I taught myself. So unlearning and deprogramming that has been wild and, and we can get into that. But let me tell you about the research on multitasking really quickly. Um, it, it actually decreases our IQ by 15 points. And this is out of the University of California, Irvine, right? It's like trying to drive a vehicle when you're impaired. Like that's what it feels like. You just can't be efficient um, in doing multiple things at once. Our brains weren't wired for that. We we're wired to do one thing at once or two things at once. And actually maximum, there's a great TED talk too that I can give you the link to. You know, there was this, uh, he was showed us this picture on the screen and he said, I want you to observe what changes in this picture. And only 1% of, of, of the people that were there could actually identify what was changing because we can only focus actually on three things in a picture at once. Everything else we just, we don't pick up on. So, you know, that research makes me um, feel terrible in a sense because I am programmed to multitask. So it's really the discipline of staying focused. And that's where I've really had to pare down the business and take off some of those hats and really focus on three, um, just to, to really accelerate and pick up momentum. Yeah. So I guess what I'm curious and, 
you know, as as someone who's a multi-passionate entrepreneur and creator, mm-hmm. and I love doing many things, and something, Melanie, that I really identify with is is someone who likes to do many things. Yeah. Um, and I actually um, really fought my inner um, fire, I guess, to mm-hmm. produce and create because the world, after you're, you know, a toddler or whatnot tells you to focus on one thing. Oh, mm-hmm. you got to specialize in one thing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after going, I've been an entrepreneur a long time, but once you become an entrepreneur because you could do many things, quote unquote, many things, right? right. Uh, if you don't see the quotes. Um, but then your peers and your colleagues start saying to you, Edwin, you got to do one thing. Um, but I'm programmed, I'm a polymath, I'm a polymasher that if I'm only doing one thing, I'm bored. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also started understanding and f- flow and the discipline because I produced the best I produced in the past, and I'd love to get your insight. Is when I was doing computer engineering, I'm learning six new difficult subjects every four months, and then it switches another six, yes. and then switches, and I was crushing it. And then I went to the workforce doing one thing. Guess what happened? I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work. You weren't stimulated enough. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't stimulated enough. And I think, like I said, for many years, for my 20s and 30s, I really fought the drive, the, the inner drive of wanting to do many things because the science or mm. the world had you say, you know what? You can't do that many stuff, Edwin. That's just not right. You're not going to be good. But Maybe that's where my happiness is. And, and I'm thriving in doing many things, and I've just been really committed. So I guess when it comes to multitasking, maybe we're specific on terms of what does multitasking really mean? Is it you know, focusing on three things today, only, mm. right? Or, or breaking it down, right, in terms of that. And I don't want to get too crazy on multitasking, but I just want to get your thoughts on that. There's so many things in what you just said, too. You know, I think, again, you're right, we're taught, like, go and specialize and and go and and do one thing. Um, And even like that semester, you know, when we go through, you know, whoever has been, you know, to an academic institution, it's typically semester, you know, especially in the Western world where you, you know, four months of, of five subjects and, you know, learn as much as you can, memorize as much as you can. And I think, you know, as a, as a business professor, you know, I've really taken that into account and challenged the learning experience and the learning environment and really going towards that experiential and not memorization, especially in entrepreneurship, because that's what I teach in international business, because it's meant to be experienced. The synthesization of data and information, you know, you can't just memorize it and expect to keep it all in here. And then three years later, go for an interview and like pull back from your economics class, you know, the thing that you fell asleep, the class you fell asleep in and, you know, talk about it. I think, you know, a lot of my students will reference the experience that they had in learning the material. Um, and you can, if you're experiencing things, you know, in five different classes, that's at a cellular level. You know, I think that's where our, our memory is stored and that's where those experiences are stored. So, you know, I, I don't want to go into any that that's not based in science. This is based in, in my own experience for, for what I see. I mean, the world does tell us differently. The world does say like, you know, there's so many books written. And again, there's a lot of science and research, the book called One Thing, which I absolutely love. 
Um, I, I have it in the bookshelf you right have now. It back there? Behind me. Yeah, yeah, I have it. I kept that one. <laughs> well, the thing that I retained from that book, because I know it does speak to me because I have to, we have to tame that inner, you know, I want to do everything and be part of everything. So to tame that is, you know, especially when I am feeling stressed or anxiety from that book, the one thing that I, that I just sit back in is a quote uh, from Gary Keller. And he said, what one thing can you do right now that by doing so will make everything else seem easier or attainable, something to that sort. And I love that because again, when I'm in that frenetic pace and I have a hundred things on my list, it's like, nope, what one thing can I do? And that's how I tame that. Yeah. And to that point, right? The thing that will get you closer to your dreams or your mission is usually not the easiest one sometimes, right? And we are in a world where busy work is easy literally it is easier work but you you get yourself thinking that you're doing the work that will get you closer like waking up checking your email checking your social media doing this but really you should maybe call a customer create a create a new deck or or create a new landing page like something that's not as easy but if you focused on it um you know or place the time in it um so you could move closer to that audacious dream or a goal or vision that you have on the board on the wall right um it's definitely it's definitely it um well, one on thing i point, want can i yeah okay i want to add to that because we're i'm working with a coach and you know cr- creating these new things you know all of a sudden the list becomes there's like six new things that i was going to like launch into the world you know in the next six months and that and that's not realistic right that's exciting you know it'll hit on all the, ad- the adrenal <laughs> the adrenaline and, and you know serotonin and all that stuff but the, the thing that, um, I had to find in my deprogramming and respect some of my programming because I literally do some of my best work under pressure, right? When I'm accountable to people and I say I'm going to do something, I'll get it done. But when I just think about it or I write it down, it kind of sits there. So I had to kind of, you have to learn how to like understand how your brain works and how your motivation works and how, um, how to get stuff done. So I wanted to add that too, because it's just like, what keeps you accountable? And it took me a while to actually get to that. I was like, it's people. If I tell people, if I get a group together, I think it's probably a perfect segue into leadership. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred well, accountability and sharing, right? It, it's one right. thing to pen, yeah, that you're gonna write a book, but if you, Melanie, and you've 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 written books, but if you went on social media live and say, "Hey, I'm writing a book right now and I'm gonna launch it," guess what? You didn't need a coach to see that. You just needed the social media, and all of a sudden, <laughs> you're like, "I said it. I yeah. put it out to the it's world." Yeah, <laughs> um, and, and as a person, as I'm sure, similar to myself, who lives in high you know value with integrity, because you said it outside of your own atmosphere, mm-hmm. you're going to get it done. I mean, I challenge anyone listening right now. Is there's something that you're really scared of and you have, you're wondering why it hasn't been done? Share it. I mean, DM us. Like, just tell us. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to, you don't have to do it live because that's kind of scary. For sure. Um, Share it with can, one you, person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, so... I guess when we talk about time and the focus, I'm sure, you know, within your travels, talking mm-hmm. about capacity, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I just, I just wish I had more time or whatever they're talking because they're not getting to that one thing, 
You know, is it just about time or, or what, what, what is it? What are you finding? About time? You know, I think it's not necessarily about having more time or, or wanting more time. I think, I think we're getting confused or, or, or misconstruing that with, with energy as well. Uh, and overwhelm and options and opportunities. I mean, never before have we been faced with so many options and opportunities and choices and decision making. Um, and that has a, a significant downside to it too. I think, you know, we're, we're, there's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of fear of missing out now. There's a lot of like, I shoulda, woulda, coulda, you know, language that's happening. Um, if you don't, you know, if you don't do it now, you're going to miss out. Like, and, and all of this language that a lot of marketing uses, um, to, to motivate people to buy, I think is just created uh, an extra layer of stress on people. Um, so again, this is what's led me to the, the podcast called Hustle Hypocrisy because I feel like, you know, we're told to do one thing yet in the background, it's like, you better hustle your ass off because you got to get to, you got to get these things done so you can get ahead of the pack. And so I'm like, there's such hypocrisy in that. I'm like, why am I told? So again, there's so much to say about that. And, and even generationally, um, how people digest these messages, you know, it varies, um, but I think it's not necessarily more time. I think it's understanding what do I want to contribute to this world? Where do my values lie? What makes me happy? What brings me joy? And how do I stick to that without being like pulled and distracted and, and, and made felt like, well, no one can make you feel anything, but then just kind of like avoiding the feelings of missing out. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I could relate to as well, and it may be a challenge that all of us have, especially in the world of the Instagrams <gasps> and, and the and the very polished life that people are bringing, right? And the hustle comes in as like, if you do this, 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 my framework, you could live like this. Right. But But why can't we find that joy or that happiness, like you say, and start living like this already? So we are happy because mm -hmm. like what, what I'm hearing you say is like, you know, we're in this hustle and I'm sure you talk about this all the time in your, in your podcast is like you have to, so you could feel fulfilled, yes. right? Um, but, but I think if you're in flow and producing what you want to create to do the impact that you want, I think you're not going to fear anything because you're you're inside of it is right yeah. because I think from what you're talking about and 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 um people fearing of missing out or I, what do I need to do next or I, do I have to do this do I have to get on TikTok now do I got to mm -hmm. do more live? like you know that people start getting burnt out and people start really <laughs> impacting their mental health right like so I wanted to ask I guess in terms of your life in terms of you staying focused staying in your lane per se i'm not i'm not saying a specialist <laughs> but making sure that you're protecting your well-being like what are what are some of the things that you're doing to ensure that that you're always not getting distracted yeah it is a daily practice it is like a daily awareness exercise um because you do, it's not just a, like, I'm going to set a goal for the next 12 months, write it down. And my path is set. No, like you have to be 
like dedicated to this path and put in place the guardrails to make sure that you, you know, you are, you stay committed to it, check in to say like, is this, does this feel right? Is it congruent with my values? Is it bringing me joy? I remember working on this project, Edwin, and I delivered it and it was like a seven week project and it was something I had dreamt about doing. It was a project I had dreamt about delivering to a client. And I was like, it's here. It's finally here. I finally get to do it. The three weeks leading up was okay. It was intense. But the seven weeks within it, I didn't realize until after how unsafe, like just unhappy I was, how miserable I was, um, the strain it put on the family, um, just the, the, the mental strain it put on me. It's like, I literally needed some time off after that project. Um, and I was shocked because the thing that we think we want, you know, might not always be the thing that we actually need or is good for us. So I had to really sit back and evaluate, okay, um, could I have done that differently? Was there any joy in there whatsoever? (laughs) You know, kind of like, you know, you're mining for joy and I'm like, do, do we actually, should we be mining for joy or, or should it just be a little bit easier than that? Um, and so there's a lot of learning in that, in that project and in that flow, but you know, this, if I'm focused on the three things, so it's, it's writing a book, podcast researching and the speaking consultation, like the consulting, like that's, that's where it really, um, goes into, you know, everything that I do has to fit in those three buckets. So I'll stop there, but everything I do has to fit in those three buckets. If they don't, it is a no. That's it. That's amazing. So, I mean, what what I'm hearing is understanding your boundaries, right? But if you didn't have that project that, but it sounds like it was a consulting project, but maybe it wasn't one that fit into... I guess going through that experience, you realize, oh, maybe this is, yes, it's consulting, but maybe it wasn't in the boundary it wanted to be. And I guess I'm curious into, because it was something that you thought you wanted or needed, where did that vision or idea come from? It came from looking at where did I want the business to go? How did I want it to grow and scale? And that was one of the ways Right. So, and and it it still is, I think what needs, like, I have to do like a, (laughs) I have to do like a postmortem on it. Like what, like, like dissect the experience, like what went well, what didn't go well, why didn't that meet expectations? You know, what could I have done differently? Cause I think there's still a lot of, there's still a lot of gold nuggets. You know, you do something really hard. You look back and you're like, okay, what did I learn from that? How can I apply that forward? So I think it's, it's, it's a lot of, did I have the right expectations? You know, when we, you know, looking at expectations, did I have the right outcomes? Um, and, and is it just that it was just really new and sometimes new is hard, you know, will the next time be easier? You know, I think when people run, you know, a marathon or they train for a marathon, there's not one way to do it, right? Everybody trains differently. Yeah. There are guidebooks and kind of, you know, mildly, you know, there's yardsticks that, you know, you have to meet, but I think when you run a marathon, I don't, I don't know if anybody says like, wow, every moment of that was like exceptional and brought me joy. Like there are parts where you're like, why the F am I doing this? Right. Um, and I think that's what happened too. But at the end I look and I was like, okay, that was, it was successful. Um, so I gotta, I gotta find and hang on to the success that meets the joy that meets the value. 
Yeah, and I think I think you hit it right there, Melanie, in terms of like being your first time through. Like I am a marathon runner and I still every time I say, What the heck am I doing? The last time I ran was Berlin. <laughs> you still do, Berlin. right? <laughs> Well, I don't know if I still do. I have a COVID. COVID took a hit on on, right. on all that in my young in my young family. But uh, um, but I think you said it like, correct. If it's something that you believe is part of your journey and will take you somewhere, you got to reiterate. Yeah. And I I know you as someone who leads a lot of young businesses and their strategy. It's get out there, pivot, get yeah. feedback, which you received. Yes. And then you get to, and you get the fun part, Melanie. It's like, okay, what didn't I really enjoy? Is this, could I bring someone to do that part or whatnot or do this and do that? And I always tell people, and and I do this with my child. I'm like, hey, if you're going to try anything, make sure you try it three times. Um, I used to be a, I used to be a snowboard instructor. It was probably the most joy I, I, (laughs) job I ever had in my life. I mean, not anymore, but, but. I, people will always and anything you try once you know the first time could have been terrible sure and then the second time they're like oh actually i kind of getting a hang of this yes. third time they love it but you have to try things three times yes to really give yourself permission to say you know what i i tried my best and maybe it's still i'm not i, I don't, i'm not i'm not loving this skiing stuff i'm gonna try <laughs> snowboarding you know right like wh- whatever it is but i think i think you hit it home right and and the next opportunity like this, and I'm assuming, Melanie, this was a fairly recent uh, project. Within the last year, yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. So <laughs> I, uh, as we're talking, I'm waiting to hear back from you that you got another one and you crushed <laughs> it out of the park, right? It's in so, the works, actually. Uh, it's in the works. <laughs> so there it is. I yeah, love it. Yeah, there it is. We're yeah. going to have to revisit that, right? Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It'll be in the book. No. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love it. I love it. I I, I need to. I, I'm. I want to write my book. I'm putting it out here. I'm writing my book, and, uh, and we'll we'll definitely we'll definitely awesome. get it out there. Yeah. Um, when it comes to leadership, and and you always are in a position where you are helping guide young, um, seasoned leaders, entrepreneurs. But I'm actually curious, Melanie. You know, um, what would your peers? colleagues um you know your teammates say your best leadership quality is oh boy uh i think i've heard well the feedback that i get too is is the way that i delivered a message the way that i communicated a concept um you know it it it, it struck them um it, it it hit them in their core Um, you know, it was just something that they needed to hear that they had never thought of before. And that happens a lot during like speaking or if I'm sitting one-on-one with somebody, my husband calls me a witch, Edwin, and um, (laughs) it's it's a term term of endearment because um, it's just like this gift. And I was just talking to my daughter about it. It's the empath in me too, that picks up that energy. And it's a blessing and a curse because in being an empath or with being an empath, you pick up on everybody's energy and then you need to learn what to do with that and how to manage that. Um, but you know, the, the blessing in that is I'm able to, you know, that the emotional intelligence is just so natural for me and, and helping manage myself, but helping manage other people as well. And I think in, you know, speaking and consulting, it's a, it's a key asset. And I think, you know, a lot of people will recognize that I could, I could pick up on that, manage it and go with it quite quickly. Um, and so I, 
I've learned to hone in on that. I mean, that's, that's, I've been doing that, I think, since I can remember. There's a whole yeah, origin. It's a, it's a sixth sense. It's definitely a sixth yeah, sense, right? It's yeah. something that you, so do you, do you think that type of intuition, is that, is that something you could learn or is it just something, is that a gut feeling? Is that people just tuning in to, to, to that and you're just been connected to it ever since? Uh, it's an interesting question because over the pandemic, that was something that I explored because, I think people are born with uh, intuition. I think every human has that, but it's how we harness it. It's what we do with it. It's do we shut it down? Do we listen to it? Do we let it take over? I think there's all these different levels um, and we make choices. And I think also our, you know, our upbringing has an impact on how we actually uh, manage that as well. So it's, you know, there's, that's, that's just something that I'm working on. It's, it's a big piece that I'm working on right now. And it's about the origin story and, um, you know, what has our origin story done for us? And, uh, that's a big piece of the intuition and, and really leveraging that to its, to its best possibilities. Yeah. Amazing. I appreciate it. Um, I'm always, I'm always curious, um, when it comes to, I guess hacks or or things people are doing or things that they've discovered that they're learning or they're implementing in their daily practice or their personal practice that's allowing them to develop now more as a as as a business leader is is there something that you're you're looking at right now that I'm looking at as a leader or that I'm seeing other people do that you that you that you're implementing on yourself <sighs> yeah again it's the rule of 3 it really is. And I feel like finally, and I think we beat ourselves up too. I'm 44. And, you know, this has been uh, so far, you know, if I just look at like entrepreneurship, it's been about a 10 year journey, give or take. And it's just been like figuring out what it is I want to do. What is it that I want to put into the world? What is it that's intentional, that's value driven, that lights me up, that I just want to keep researching and really staying focused on that. I self-admittedly get very distracted by shiny things, next best things. What can I implement? And I finally figured out what that was driven by. You know, there's a lot of listeners that are probably like, me too. I want to try this. And people will be like, you should try this and seven steps here and 10 steps here and four steps here. And I'm like, oh my God, like it's so overwhelming. But it's, it's, again, it's not all about that next step. It's like, what three things can I work on that will just come together as one? Um, and that's a, a really, a really big piece of, of what it is. And I'm working on is just staying disciplined every single day to say, okay, is it research based? You know, is it something that's going to contribute to what I can put back in the world? Um, can I, can I share this in a book? Can I share this on a podcast? And can I share the experience in speaking? So I don't know if that answers your question, but that's definitely. No, I don't. It definitely does. I mean, I mean, because you're in line, you're in flow, and you you know which way you're going. Yeah. I guess before we end, Melanie, and I know you and I could talk forever. Like I said, two <laughs> yes. podcasters is uh, uh, <laughs> could go on forever, yes. um, and people will never know how much we cut out. <laughs> no, um, um, I'd love to get some final thoughts, any observations. Ideally, like um, what's useful is the actionable recommendations uh, that you could share to to the growing business leaders who are listening today. Yeah, I, I think it's in it, one of the biggest things again is, um, there's not a one size fits all 
You know, and people hate hearing that because everybody wants the secret sauce. Everybody wants the recipe. Everybody wants the seven step because I think a lot of it too is the fear of doing it wrong. That was one thing that was driving me to, to, I didn't want to make the mistake. And I think as a seasoned podcaster, a professor, an entrepreneur, you know, like all these things that I've been doing for quite some time, I'm like, I don't want to be caught thinking to myself, I should have known better. But in that mindset, opens up the doors for so many mistakes, ironically, because then you're avoiding doing the things that you should be doing. So, you know, one of the things is work on that business model, like find your value proposition, you know, find the, 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 who are you creating value for, you know, what is their problem and how are you solving it? Um, and often as new entrepreneurs or new business owners, they become everything to everyone. I was that. I was creating stuff for everybody's problem. And then I was like, well, what am I doing? So people would be like, well, what's your business? And I'd be like, what's your problem? You were hustling. You there were you go. Hustling. I'm hustling. I'm trying to solve everything. So I think, again, it's just coming back to really understanding what is it that you love to do. Marie Forleo said this so well, like, again, I think it was like 10 years ago too. It's like, what do people say you're really good at? What do you love doing? And then that nexus is like what you should be doing. Like that's what you should be doing in business. I was like, people say you're amazing at this. This is what you love doing. Make a business out of that. That's what you want to do. And I think, you know, that's really a starting point. Yeah. And, and that, and as easy as that sounds, Millie, and for those <laughs> who are listening, this is, this is an evolving process yes, too, right? It is. It's, it, it's not. And I think the younger generations, when I talk to them, you know, they're, they're afraid to make the decision of what makes them happy or what they're good at. And it may change. And your your passion and your mission and vision will change even for someone who's later in their career, right? So I think I think for those who are listening, it's very, very important is um, always understand and take a litmus test to make sure that mm -hmm. you are in that mm -hmm. um, intersection uh you said it better than I can, can, but uh, Marie Ferlio said it, right? Uh, yeah. That you're in the intersection of that, where people say you're good and, and what you love to do, right? So, well, um, I, no, I'm going to be interviewing somebody who um, has a business called Sustainable Ambition. So she'll be on the season two podcast. And, uh, you know, that'll be interesting to, to ask her some questions on what does that look like? You know, is that the antithesis to hustle? So we'll see. Love it. Melanie, um, just to close, if you could share where we could find more information about you, yeah. your business, your podcast, anything else you'd love to share with us today. Sure thing. You can go to capacitycreator.com. There's a free assessment to find out what state of capacity you are operating in. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at capacitycreator. And you can reach out, uh, melanie at capacitycreator.com. I would be happy to continue the conversation with anybody who needs a little support right now yeah and and declare it to melanie email her let her know <laughs> and you will definitely make sure you get your your dreams and goals get a step closer to it right but yeah, melanie it's, sure. it's been an absolute blast thank you again for for joining me on the on the business leadership podcast oh thank you for having me it's always a pleasure time flew by like i can't believe it we're already at the end <laughs> That's it, Biz Leaders. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Business Leadership Podcast. This was episode number 172 with my friend, Melanie Sadka. 
one of my key takeaways is when Melanie mentioned that we have never been faced with so many options, so many opportunities, so many choices, that decision-making has a significant downside to it. As a multi-passionate person, I could definitely relate to that feeling of guilt and feeling like that I'm missing out because I have so many passions, so many things I want to do, you know, and getting to that shoulda, woulda, coulda feeling. For more information about Melanie, Capacity Creator Framework, or any other resources that we shared, please go to thebusinessleadership.com slash 172 or definitely just hit the show notes below in any podcast player that you are in. And I would love it if you could share this with three like-minded friends who may be feeling a little overwhelmed at capacity and definitely tag me or hit me up on social media. I'm at Edwin100X. I'd love to say hi to you and your friends. This episode was brought to you by Slingshot Communication, the business leader's preferred cloud phone service. And what I really love about the service is that I'm able to have my personal business SMS phone number. In the past, I would have only my mobile phone that had SMS tied to it. So on off hours, on weekends, you know, depending on the nature of my business or my relationship, I'd be getting text messages when I don't want to. But with Slingshot, I have my own personal business phone number that I could make and take phone calls. But even more importantly, I could do SMS messaging. So during off hours, when I'm recording this podcast, I don't have to reply. You know what? I don't even see the text message. So to learn more, please go to thebusinessleadership.com slash SMS. If you haven't done so yet, please give this show a follow, leave a review and a comment on your favorite podcast player. It actually helps us a lot. It helps other business leaders like you discover the show. And I personally love reading the comments that you leave. But until next time, thank you again. Do your best and have a 100x day. Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast at thebusinessleadership.com. <laughs>